Welcome to Belief Busters Podcast, where we change the world one belief at a time. True transformation happens when we question if the beliefs we hold are of truth, or simply someone else's belief that we have internalized as our own. I'm your host, Rev. Cherie Taylor-Jones, and I'm glad you could join us on the journey. And now for the conclusion of our conversation, is there room at the spiritual table for you? And we found that the most intense things that we deal with uh, were things that we would have needed to deal with anyway. You know, there are... There are things about our own trauma and our own childhoods and our own lives, you know, that you go to counseling for and get help with, which I had done, my wife had done throughout our lives at different times. But this, though, this reality kind of threw a wall up and said, you know, any fear you had, (laughs) you know, any insecurities, you got to deal with them now because Mm -hmm. they just became the intensity of them. Uh, became really uh, strong. And so we are, we have been working on our own selves and being able to bring a whole, more whole individual beings to this relationship that then strengthen who we are as a mixed orientation marriage. But I would say that's true of any relationship. So, so I just want people to understand it's not easy. It's, it is something that, you know, we have to be intentional about and we have to get we had to get outside help to help us men maneuver that and to grow as individuals so that we can be the most we need for each other. So here you are, you've been in a leader in the Methodist movement for so many years with the dogma that comes with, you know, the institution of church. Yeah. So now how do you square, Uh, you know, that kind of institutional thinking about religion which a mm-hmm. lot of it is abusive to mm-hmm. who you are in your own authenticity. I've been on a journey that has led me to the, this is going to be really simple, but it's not. <laughs> that has led me to the realization that God is love and to embrace with all I can, the truth of the, I think most important or uh, powerful phrase Jesus said, and that was that, uh, you know, that there were two, that there was one commandment that was most important or that they all were wrapped up in love, uh, was loving God and then loving your neighbor as yourself. My approach to, to my relationship with God is based on those two things right now. And that has been so enlightening it has just freed up so much of my own spirit to encounter people differently and God differently and myself differently. I work with people who are in these situations and I'm living through it now too. And that is also the word I use unlearning what the, my own faith in the past has put on me and taught me so that I can embrace who I am Mm -hmm. and, um, and call that good. Yes, because it is good. 
It is good. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, truth is always there. But when we come into the world, we're so flooded with other people's belief systems of how and who we should be. And it's kind of like when we do this work that you've just been describing, it's, it's really peeling back and digging through all of those false beliefs that have been kind of smooshed on us. Yes. Into the truth that we always knew. Simply that God is love. Yeah. Yes. And those things have been smushed on us. I love that <laughs> image. Sorry. Um, because no, because it, it, I can just see myself, you know, ourselves like yes. being smushed down with the burden of them. Correct. And so, uh, you know, I'm going to, I just have a new image for my own work. Sherry is like unsmooshing people, you unsmooshing. know, so they can, yes. so they can rise up and, you know, breathe and expand. Yes. Uh, how awesome is that? And I think that is the abundant life that God speaks of or that's spoken of in the Christian faith of, about God uh, and this whole idea of grace and love. It's just gets lost so often in all the other things that we put on it or even the just the, and we accept them so so easily because yeah, you know people we love and yeah, trust say they're telling and, us yeah yeah they're telling us and and that's you know even that whole idea of you know um you know well i'm outside of god's grace or you know they're Correct. you know for the grace of god go i it's like well hold on yeah. so is the person or the the thing that you're pointing your finger at saying well they're but by the grace of god go i is like does that mean that person didn't have grace and yes you know my belief is that does not mean that because every person, you know, is in already in God and just, you know, to me, it's kind of this life, spirituality, this lifelong journey of peeling back those layers you mentioned yes. and discovering who you already are. Yes. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about religious abuse, I really see it as a institution's construct, their understanding of what they believe you have to do to be with God. But that is an institution's construct. That is not God. And I think that that's where, you know, that religious abuse comes in of forcing their idea of the divine onto your soul, forcing you to behave a certain way, act a certain way, believe a certain way. And it's usually at a level of exclusion of those who do not believe and act this way. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so I see that as really the foundation of religious abuse. Mm -hmm. um, and then depending on the rigidity of that foundation really um, then adds on the exponential levels on top yeah. of that. What steps would you suggest for folks who are starting to be aware that the religion that they, you know, have grown up in, subscribed to, is really no longer suitable for them. But there's this terror that if they actually honored their truth, they're going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know. They'll be unique to, to individuals. But I think there's some, you're right, there are some things that are uh, helpful to all of us going through that. And... I think it's important to have people around you mm -hmm. that embrace that journey and encourage you on it. So that's one thing that's, that can be really hard because a lot of times when you're deconstructing what you've known and believed into something 
else, you know, into, into a new way of understanding. A lot of your social network and your friends, even your family, that. are steeped in it. Yes. And they're judging you because yes. you are not doing what they fear will, you know, get you that eternal life or whatever it is that is that, as you mentioned, a carrot or that end goal. Mm -hmm. Then add to that L everyone on that LGBTQ spectrum. Absolutely. I've had those conversations with that have come from from those faith experiences, they have a lot of fear, and you named it, of letting that go. Yeah. Um, and then that feeds into how they feel about themselves. It is so connected and not, I don't want to give the impression that it's easy. It is not easy, it's not. but it's important. That's why I think having people around you that you can just be real with and you can call what needs called, you know, it's truth. Mm-hmm. And if that involves professionals, I think that's really important as well. A spiritual director or a coach, sometimes doing it on your own, you will feel really stuck. The fear can overwhelm you. So Amen. I think, think that's important. So a community of people and individuals and maybe professionals that uh, can help you do that. I think immersing yourself in the writings of and teachings of people who are been on that journey or maybe are where you see yourself going is really important. Um, it's something I suggest to folks to who I may be in conversation with because there are leaders in thought and influence in that previous system that you might, you mm -hmm. know, that you're breaking away from mm -hmm. and you have no idea that there's a whole world of other yes. thought. Yes. And so that's almost like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm not alone. Right. And these people seem like they're pretty stable. Yes. <laughs> they're okay. And Go think maybe, about that. Yes. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe God hasn't given up on them. Like right. you know, so uh I think that helps a great deal to just start dabbling in reading and exposing yourself to things that are different than you used to your go-tos before. Yes. So. I agree with you. Those are a couple of things. There are others, but when you are in that place of deconstruction, that it is wonderful to find models. And did you have any particular readings or authors that you could recommend? I know that that's a put on the spot, so I apologize because yeah. I was like, wait, that's there's okay. some authors, but I couldn't think of any. I know. So you're letting me think of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are, but it's not that I could tell you a book right off, but. Barbara Brown Taylor is one. Ooh, yes. Richard Rohr is one. Absolutely. Uh, there are people like Walter Brueggemann, mm -hmm. um, you know, that are still, you know, kind of feet in both worlds that may be helpful to some. Bishop um, Spong. I just thought of Bishop yes, Spong. John yes, Spong. thank yes. you. If you're uh, LGBTQ and you're in that journey, Colby Martin just, you know, wrote a book and he comes from a conservative background and moved into a progressive Christian faith and uh, left his, uh, well, he was fired from a church that he was on staff in because he became an ally. He is not gay, okay. but an ally for LGBTQ folks and was let go. And then he wrote this book called Unclobber. And it mm. is about the biblical passages that are often used or not often are used yes. to clobber Yes. gay folks with or queer people with he 
talks about how those interpretations are not accurate. Austin Hartke is another, he's a transgender man who's written about uh, gender identity and the Bible. And Ooh, has, heard I've heard one. him speak, and that's not the name of it. That's the subtitle. Okay. I can't think of the all title. Right. Like I said, I can think of the authors. That's um, all right. Those are, that gives people places it, to go search. It does. It, those are some. There are more. And that's a good starting place. And once we find one, what happens yes. is we find another and another mm -hmm. and another. So yeah. those are really good tips. I appreciate your help yeah. in that. Thank you. Well, and also uh, subscribing to blogs of either those people or others. Oh, Jen Hatmaker is a person who some people may know from a conservative Christian faith that then, you know, uh, deconstructed that and is now just in an awesome place of teaching. Nadia Bowles Weber is another. Yes, no, her. Um, so they all ha they have podcasts as well yes. that talk about deconstructing and their faith. There are also so many uh, non-denominational communities that mm -hmm. are allies or very LGBTQ accepting. I can yeah. speak to um, the New Thought community. They're wonderful folks that just embrace you no matter what your orientation, your color, anything. They just see your divine nature. And I know that you've started a community as well. Do you want to say a little bit about your community? Yeah. Um, it's called The Open Table, uh, located in northern Cincinnati, Ohio, around in Mason, we started that the uh, the congregation, and and it is that uh, we don't often highlight the word church, but that's because it comes with so much baggage. Uh, again baggage, and people automatically assume some things that we don't want them to, uh, because we think of church very differently than that. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Cherie, I think you know the conversation we're having right now to me is God honoring church, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, in a way of thinking of just when we gather uh, to encourage each other in a spiritual way. Okay, so it's called The Open Table. We started it in the summer of 2019. And six months later, we, you know, the pandemic. <laughs> no! <laughs> so that was interesting. But we're going strong and people still find us. And um, it is not, you said earlier, it's not an institutional church. That is true. It's not focused on that. It's very simple. We have two parts to who we are, gathering and scattering. Mm. Um, now, and, and so gathering means we do think it's very important for people to come together in community and to share life together yes. and to be reminded of who we are in God's story yep. and that our story is a part of that. And then scattering is that we just go live that love in the world, you know, wherever we are at the store, at our work where we work and live and play and go to school, you know, just how can you move through the world differently as a person who believes that everyone bears the image of God mm -hmm. and that you just want them to experience that love. So uh, those are the two parts of our church. Yes, of course, we, we certainly do have like a church board of five people, you know, just because there are some organization things that need to be taken care of. But our focus is not on the institution. We don't have a building. We do have a space that is ours that we use. It was offered to us free. It's not, you know, making people feel like they have to come together once a week, uh, you know, as the only expression of their faith. 
but it's about uh, it is about that and about uh, living in the world. So, so we call that missional. So instead mm -hmm. of being institutionally focused, we're missionally focused. And how do you work with folks, and how can mm -hmm. they get in contact with you? Okay, first part of of starting the open table was that it is an open, affirming congregation. The privilege I've had of hearing people's stories, even though they're painful stories, um, of coming out of other churches and places that have harmed them mm -hmm. and looking for a safe space has just been awesome, I will say, just to be able to be part of those new journeys. So people can get a hold of me at dalelikens.com, D-A-L-E-L-Y-K-I-N-S. And on there, uh, on my website, there are, there's a tab to connect to the open table. There is a, a tab that will talk about the memoir I'm working on, um, the talk about my journey. Um, mm -hmm. There is also a way to connect to, uh, if you want me to speak at an organization or you know, a grouping of people. Also, I connect with people through coaching. I coach a, a lot of folks who've reached out to me. There's a couple of reasons some are in conservative christian life um, systems and faith communities and right. they are gay and they're right. in mixed orientation marriages and they're trying to figure that out right. so i i'm not a counselor but i would coach them through what steps might help them through that right. the other is people like myself who are part of maybe denominations who are trying pastors who are saying i don't want to do this anymore or i'm yeah. harmed by this system and what else is there? Because yeah. sometimes we don't see anything beyond what has been told to us is right. possible. You know, anyone who's feeling like life in whatever way they're, you know, experiencing it does not align with who they want to be mm -hmm. or the new beliefs that are emerging in them. Mm -hmm. You know, then those are people I'd love to connect with through coaching, speaking. You know, I also have a blog called Un the Unlearning Blog, and you can connect to that on the website too. So it's a one-stop shop, DaleLikens.com. One thing that you want folks to leave this conversation getting. I want them to know that they are loved. If they are the spiritual folks, I want people to embrace or to open them their heart, mind, and soul to the reality that God loves them. Period. Thank you once again for joining us on Belief Busters. Thanks for the invitation. Good to talk with you. And for our Belief Buster posse, we're having these kind of conversations so that, one, you don't feel that you're alone, that you're, you're having these thoughts and concerns in your own vacuum, that there's so many of us here to love you, to support you, to hold the truth of who you are. God in skin love and skin. And that's all that matters. If you are enjoying these conversations about assessing your belief systems and how to transform outdated beliefs, then please subscribe and give us a positive review. To support this podcast and its transformative work, you can also become a sponsor for as little as $5 a month. You can reach Rev. Cherie at info at beliefbusterspodcast.org. To continue on this journey of evolution, you can also get my book, Turning Your Why into Why Not, at Amazon or any other bookstores 
which gives you practical tools to do this work. See you next time on the flip side.